Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Self-Care Society podcast. This week, we have with us Star Mary Castro, who's going to talk to us about self-care. Star Mary grew up um, with her paternal grandparents from birth and has served as a daughter to her grandmother, wife to a husband, stepmother to two boys, then mother and even grandmother to the boys' children. She grew up in a former coal town in Perry County, Ohio, and longed to see the rest of the world. So in her 20s, she stuck out her thumb and went to many beautiful places in this country. In her 30s, she settled to stop parent to step parenting, um, being her grandmother's point person after a stroke and going to the university. Always a good academic, Star Mary got a bachelor's degree in English literature and creative writing with a four-point grade point average. Um, and also earned a minor in African American African history and women's studies certificate. Instead of going to graduate school, Star Mary became a mama and decided on a baby. Uh, her daughter was home educated until the college level and then obtained a master's degree in library and information sciences. In November, Star Mary will be a grandma again with um, her when her when her daughter has her first child. <laughs> um, she has been a friend that is a Quaker for many years and has served as a clerk of the meeting for several times. Star Mary will be 73 in October. Um, Star Mary, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Um, so we, I would like to just start out with um, that question about um, who is the real Star Mary uh, what do people see on the outside? It sounds like you've had lots and lots of different roles across your life. I've had different roles. And I think that in my youth, I was probably perceived as a hippie by many people. But um, I was always in communication with my grandma, even though I traveled extensively. I kept in touch with her. And, uh, well, I've forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> it sounds like you had a really close relationship with your grandmother. I did. I feel very fortunate for that. Um, what was it like growing up in a small coal town um, when you had these kind of a, um, a vision for seeing the world? I read. Mm. Our library was tiny. I mean, tiny. 
But I spent a lot of time there and it was like a social gathering place for kids. You know, we'd sit around and read aloud to each other or do a skit or comb hair or, you know, stuff like that. It wasn't a silent library. And uh, that was a big thing. And also nature. I could get out and walk outside of the village pretty easily. Yes. Yes. That's the nice thing about living in rural Ohio, isn't it? We're always connected to the outdoors. I had a screaming hill. Oh, tell us about that. Well, I would walk up, 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 up beyond all the houses, everything, and to a big field. And at the very top, I would just scream out my frustrations. Use a screaming hill. <laughs> Maybe many of us could use a screaming hill. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Um, and so then you decided to hitchhike around the country, uh, which is a pretty, I think, a, a, not a lot, but many people did that in the 70s. Um, and it's such a kind of cultural taboo to do that kind of thing these days, it seems. Unfortunately, um, I bet you've got some great stories. I do. I had a wonderful time for the most part. I um, I just wanted to go. I wanted to see. And uh, someone, the first man I ever lived with, what, had hitchhiked. And uh, we went on a trip together to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And um, that got me started. And then I traveled with his brother one year. And I, I've been across the country so many times I can't count them. <laughs> because then I married someone from the Bay Area and visiting his family. And, you know, I've just it's just been a lot. And I love traveling like that. I love seeing the country. It's it's such a big country with such um amazingly diverse landscape. I yeah, I think everyone should try and see as much of it as we can. Um and so so people perceived you as a hippie, but you um you kind of implied, Starmary, that maybe you didn't see yourself as a hippie or I didn't. I, didn't. I never identified as that. Whereas my husband, who grew up in the Bay Area, definitely did. What's the difference, do you think? Um, I think it was just regional. Mm. You know, we weren't used to calling each other hippies in Ohio at that time. Uh, I remember freaks. <laughs> but um, it was a really interesting time when you could stick out your thumb and get a ride with someone, meet someone, hear some of their story, um, keep their minds, all those salesmen, on, not on, why do you not wear a brassiere? And I'd tell them, frankly, and then we'd go on. <laughs> so um, I met many kind people. The first time I crossed the country, we got a ride from Chicago to Joplin, Missouri, with one couple 
who were taking us to the graveyard in Joplin where we planned to spend the night. And uh, at the last minute, the guy said, I can't do this. And he drove us to a motel and got us a room for the night. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there were the 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 less than perfect moments when the um, cement truck driver stopped on the ramp for me. I'm hitchhiking on the ramp. Right. Because climb. that's where it's legal, right? Yes. Yes. I did. I climb up and he says, are you going to put out for it? And I say, uh, no. And climb back down. <laughs> it was right to the point. It was fine with me. <laughs> the expectation was laid out. Oh, goodness. Wow. Um, and so... So you're not a hippie. You don't identify as a hippie. Um, I never have, but I think people saw me as that. But actually, I had a close connection with my grandmother and, you know, still, oh, I'd come across the country and surprise her. Oh. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was... And then I spent a lot of years after her major stroke being her support person mm -hmm. for another 20 years. So um, I I think the people in the village realized later on that I wasn't so bad. Um, I actually was there for my grandma, you know. Yes, which is so important in Appalachia to be there for your family mm -hmm. and, and can sometimes, um, th sometimes there's that conflict, I think, when, um, people move away or go away. And, um, oh, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. My four grandchildren used to live in New Marshfield, and when they moved out west, it was devastating for me. Yeah. Because they'd come over and spend the weekend, you know. Everybody bedded down, and at that time, our daughter, Psyche, was uh, just young enough that she led all the activities. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those sound like great memories. Yeah. So, so now let's talk about the real Star Mary. I, I think we've touched on it a little bit. You're, you are um, clearly a devoted grandmother to eight grandchildren, you said, almost going eight, on eight. Eight going yes. on. <laughs> um, I'm, I've never had a career mm. because I was able, for other reasons, to spend a lot of time traveling around the country, meeting people. I didn't have a job. I had an income from Social Security because of being depressed. And uh, so a lot of people probably felt like I was really irresponsible. But I found a lot of ways to help people. A lot of odd places to be in that I would meet someone, you know, who needed to talk. Hmm. So you had this space um, 
by not having a career, you had a space to help people in different ways that maybe was less traditional or less formal. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, you could pitch in and help with this and help with that. And, uh, and all the time, if I'm in Ohio, I'm relating to my grandma, you know, sticking with her. And, uh, now she's been gone for mm, oh, 25 years, and uh, she's still a big feature of my life. Uh, I do things like be part of Quaker meeting, and um, I read to someone for two hours a day, a week on Tuesdays. Ren DeVault. I don't know if you know Ren. The name sounds familiar. He's Michelle Ajamian's son. Yes, 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 yes. And he's 40. But we're reading the Red Wall series right now. Oh, wow. (laughs) What a gift. (laughs) I've been doing that for nine years. Oh, I love it. So, so these you're are, able to be in community with people. I yeah. Mean, mm. Yeah. And when there was, when, when our daughter was little, she didn't go to school. So where did kids go when there was a day off school? Our house. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the we, new library, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and. We have a big, long living room, and what we had in it was mostly a sofa that was here when we moved into the house, and it was like vinyl, brown vinyl, huge. It had a bed in it, and that got such a workout from the boys (laughs) resting on it, and then Psyche and her friends, and then the grandchildren. They couldn't hurt this thing. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs) we finally had to take it apart to get it out oh my goodness (laughs) no opening was big enough which is why you got it in the first place I'm sure (laughs) oh I I bet listeners right now are thinking about a special couch in their lives or sofa in their lives because I definitely had one (laughs) that's really neat um so I think, um, I mean, you, you talk a little bit about the stigma of being on disability or getting social security, um, star Mary, like, do you want to say anything else about that? Because it sounds like you really embraced that, um, uh, maybe liberty in some ways that you had to, to live life in a different way. It was a great opportunity. I was very aware that there were people who resented it mm-hmm. and felt that I I shouldn't be treated in that way. Um, I'd been hospitalized for depression, and that's how I got on the whole university track. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was good. It I think you repeat your question. I'll try better. 
Well, I just, I'm, um, I think you answered it. Uh, just how do you, how do you, uh, kind of navigate the, um, those negative people who don't understand oppression and, um, well, it used to I, me. Oh, go ahead. It used to depress me. Mm-hmm. So I'd encounter a situation like that and I'd feel bad, but I learned to say, this is me. This is them. They're not in charge. This is my life. So I could forgive them for their ignorance. That's powerful. So depression um, and self-care, you know, self-care means something different to every single person out there that we talk to. Um, How does it fit into your world? Well, I relate to it as taking care of my depression. You know, the self-care, I have to be careful. I take medicine every day, three types of medicine to deal with my chemical imbalance that probably happened around my birth. And um, I, I'm a vegetarian. I eat simple food, good food. I learn to stretch and breathe from picking up yoga at age 16 from a black and white book at the library that rotated through for six weeks. Back to the library. (laughs) And I started uh, doing asanas Mm. and had a long practice of that and still enjoy that. But it taught me to stretch. I think some people just don't know how to stretch and how to use their breath. And I think those are really good self-care things. Um, Walking in nature, that's good for me. Uh, I don't consume much news. I've studied atrocities and I really don't want to know the details of many more of them. Uh, I talk with my husband periodically about, you know, any significant things that are happening, but uh, I don't consume that stuff. And in fact, I don't have a television. Mm. I haven't had one, you know, all this time. And it's self-care because I spend time reading and doing other things. And reading, of course, has been an absolute blessing from first grade on. I could, when depressed, I could just melt into my room and read medium weight books, you know? Yes, yes. Until I could overcome that sense of my awfulness and inadequacy. So 
I mean, it sounds like reading your books. This is a, a theme across your life that yes. they helped you escape and visit new places, um, both externally in the outside for the outside world, but also internally for your emotional well-being and balance. I really do believe that uh, reading fiction can help us empathize. Oh, I do too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there a book that really stands out for you, Star Mary? That um... I had a long thing with Doris Lessing. Um, Ursula Le Guin is one of my all-time mm. favorites. I, I read mostly women. Occasionally I read men. Um, no, I can't pick out just any one. There are lots of great books around. Uh, the last one that really stood out to me was Demon Copperhead. Oh, yes. I, shoot, that will stick with me. Yes, yes. Uh, I have um, grown a lot of flowers in the past. That comforts me. And, um, no way. <laughs> I have a note here and I'm looking at it and it says knowing. And I think it was about knowing that I just have to be myself, even if people disagree. Yeah, that's a, a really great self-care message, Star Mary. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we end for well, the week? Here's something I do that's self-care to me. I have a beer with my husband. And we sit and talk to each other and catch up on the day. And that helps me feel connected to him. So I feel that's self-care. Yes. We've even brewed our own beer. We've brewed 189 batches of beer. <laughs> Wow, that is impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> oh, Star Mary. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And it's so nice to meet, to hear your stories and learn a little bit more about you and um, kind of the path you've taken, uh, which is a different path than a lot of people. Um, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. And I hope to see you soon. Okay. Um, and enjoy that grandbaby. Yes, we're we're leaving, as I said, to go to Ypsilanti. The baby won't be out yet, but uh, get to see the daughter and son-in-law. Yes, you can still celebrate. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, Star Mary. Take care and have a great trip. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That concludes this week's episode. And remember... It's not selfish, it's self-care.